Hi, if you'd like to read with us uh, today in Acts, the uh, 16th chapter and the 22nd verse, um, and listen close to this. Uh, you know, so many times we grumble and complain about things in our Christian life or uh, having difficulties and stuff. And you read about these men, uh, I mean, we face nothing. Uh, compared to what they face, we have actually faced nothing. And uh, I'm just so thankful that uh, God has watched over us and supplied and blessed us so abundantly for such a little that we've done. You know, uh, as we were studying there in Sunday school about the riches and everything that Solomon had, uh, look at how faithful. Now, I realize Paul felt like it. he owed a debt that he'd never be able to pay, as all of us have one that we can't pay. But look at how Paul stood for God and how he carried the gospel and all of that. <clears throat> and it seemed like it was almost a struggle uh, through his whole thing of being able to financially support what was being done. Uh, but now read uh, with me here in the 16th chapter, starting with the 22nd verse of Acts. Um, and the multitude <coughs> rose up together against them, and the magistrate rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stock. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang, him, uh, and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. Now here... <coughs> As these men, after being beaten for just doing the work of the Lord, and, you know, Paul in another place talked about getting 39 stripes, save, or 40 stripes, save one, that's 39. Uh, this was more than likely one of those times he was referring to, and yet, after that, probably their pain was pretty bad. But instead of having a pity party in the middle of the night, maybe they wasn't able to sleep because if you got whipped back then, I doubt if you was able to lay down and find a comfortable part of your body that you could go to sleep on. But here, they began to sing praises unto God in prayer. At midnight, and the other prisoners heard, and just for the sake of time, if you'll drop down to, with us to the 30th verse in this same chapter, 
And this is the jailer after finding them all there safe and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. They spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in the, his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all of his straightway. Now here after this, their prayer, I don't know what they were praying that night there in the prison. I don't know what songs, it don't tell you what they were singing, but they were doing it, praising God after being beaten instead of finding fault with God because after all, God, why did you let this happen? I was doing the work that you called me to do, but they weren't looking at it that way. They were finding a reason to pray and praise God even after that. But even a greater blessing we're waiting for. Can you imagine what kind of a revival it must have been that night when that old jailer, he saw what he needed. He wanted to be saved and had what he seen they had. And he said in the same hour, they washed them and treated their wound. And then all of his household were baptized. Why? They believed. The one these men were preaching unto and because of it, they wasn't willing to give in on what the devil was trying to do to them. They not only took the beating and was still praising God, but God rewarded them a great blessing of using that. To, it don't tell how many people was in this household. But all that was there was saved and baptized that night. Now, you know, you think of how terrible this must have been for Paul and Silas to went through this beating. But all of that, if they hadn't took the beating and been locked up in prison, these may have never heard the gospel. You and I today... We look at things in our life when we try and find fault so many times because things ain't going the way that we planned them or the way we want them to go. But I'm sure Paul and Silas, they didn't go into their plan to get a beating, but they were still doing the thing that God wanted them to do. You and I today, we don't know what's going to be the outcome when we're obedient unto God, but it will only surrender our will under God's will. God can accomplish things with us that we can't begin to imagine. Just like Paul and Silas here. When that meeting, when the devil no doubt was trying to discourage you, God turned into a great blessing. You and I today, what are we willing to give? Or what are we willing to pay in our life to see somebody Find the Lord and make their peace with God. You know, we too many times want things to be pleasant and real happy in our life. But sometimes 
through tears, hear these men at midnight, they were praying and singing praises unto God. Not saying, oh, woe is me, how bad I'm hurting. But they turn it around still seeing a reason to praise God. You know, Paul there, when he was talking about all the beatings, the imprisonments, the being shipwrecked, all of the things that happened to him, when he was talking about that, he wasn't telling that for to get glory or anything added unto him. He was telling that so other people would see, you've got no reason to complain. You've not even been paying the price under blood. Paul, he paid it under blood several times. You and I today, we've not had to pay under blood. It may be that that happened before our life is over, but it hasn't as of yet. So what have we got to complain about? Why can't we just be faithful and stand for what God's called us to do? Witness to those that we come in contact with, that they might see Jesus in us. Why did their prayers out guard? Why did he think that he needed to be saved because he seen something that he feared though they had been beaten they had every reason to be angry they had a joyful heart they were singing praises unto God you and I today when things go wrong in our life do we still pray and sing praises to God are we sitting there with a pity party somewhere or another God does not honor pity party but thank God he honored prayer and praise is sung out to you and you and I today we need to be faithful in what God's called us to do you might say well I'm no preacher no but God didn't call you to sit on the stool to do nothing either you can witness to people tell them about Jesus whether you, wherever you go, whoever you work with, whoever you meet. You know, if we don't, who's going to? You know, we're living in a day and a time when this world is so awful that, you know, people would only open their eyes and see. I preached a message on this some time back. Uh, it's on the internet too, but I don't know if anybody listens to it or not. But do you realize how dumb our educated people are in the world today when we can't even figure out what makes a male and what makes a female? It's just whatever we want to decide to be. We have no decision in it. We're born either male or female. And we'll die that way no matter what they do to our body. You know, they can operate and change looks and everything. But they can't change the DNA in that body. Why? Because God created me and you to be either a man or a woman. And until our government and people recognize that we don't have a choice in that, 
that we need to live our life the way God's got it planned for until we can realize that and be smart enough to see that God has designed man to live here until we die and after death the judgment and we're going to stand before God and give an account and we might not like the way that God created us. Uh, you know, there's people in this world that have been so disfigured by accidents. There's other people that was born uh, deformed some way or another or uh, people that just is not a very attractive looking person. And then there's others that's just remarkably beautiful. But you and I, when we stand before God, it makes no difference what we look like here. It's what our soul's going to be looking like when we stand before God. You know, you and I, I'm sure Paul here, all that he went through, the beatings and everything, I'm sure Paul wasn't much to look upon. Being stoned and left for dead, being beaten all those times, all that. It left his body a wreck. You know, I've had a few things happen to my body when I was young and injuries and stuff. And now that I'm 78 years old, there's not hardly a day goes by that some of them, one of those places or more than one, will cause pain to me. I've often wondered, wonder what kind of pain Paul went through because of all the stonings, all the beatings, the joints that had been damaged. Wonder what kind of pain he had in his body. Back then, they didn't have medicine that you could take. They relieved the pain of arthritis. But you damage a joint and you get old, you're going to find out it's going to hurt you bad. You and I today... We can look back at these lives and we really can't imagine what kind of pain they was in to continue to carry the gospel. But their love for God was greater than any pain that they were going through. Their desire to please God meant more to them than anything else. Paul, when he come down to the end, he knew he was soon going to have his head chopped off. But he wasn't afraid. Why? He knew what was waiting for him on the other side. Because through all of this, he had been faithful, holding on to the things that God had called him for. And then he turned around, told those that were walking, followed him for be faithful why because there's a crown of life laid up for you too you and I today if we truly want to live for the Lord then get down to business get your mind and your heart behind it do what God asks of you and you can find that through it all you'll find victory when it comes down time for you to die I don't know how much longer I've got to live or none of us. Out here in this graveyard, we've got babies that really never took their breath. They were born and died the exact same day. All the way up to old people. The Bible tells me and you it's appointed unto man once to die and after death the judgment. 
None of us can say, well, I'm going to live to be such and such an age old because you don't know. God knows, but you don't. And me and you, let's make sure that we do what God asks of us. Here, Paul and Silas, even after being beaten and all of that, they were still telling the people about God. And if you'll find and you go down reading this, they delivered the message, the words of the Lord unto the people, and they accepted it. Then they began to wash Paul and Silas's sores where they'd been beaten. And then they wanted to be baptized. You and I today, and then if you'll go on down and read, you'll find the next thing they did, they took them and fed them. You and I today, God's got to answer for <laughs> Here, God sent an earthquake that opened all the prison doors and made all the bands and the stocks and stuff fall off of not only them, but all the prisoners there. You know, people will look at that and they'll say, well, that, that really couldn't have happened. That's just a story. No, it happened just exactly like that. Why? Because God's word, he can't lie. You know, when you get to talking to politicians and uh, even news people and all of that, you cannot totally believe everything they say. If you do, you're not too smart yourself. But God, you can read the Bible and you can believe every word there. Why? Because God cannot lie. And you and I today, I look forward to after this life is over, meeting Paul, Silas, Timothy, a lot of these people that I've just read about here in the Old Testament, you go back, the ones that you read about, oh, what it would be like to sit down, sit down and talk to them and find out just what it was that they actually faced. I don't believe the words that's in, even in the Bible can convey exactly what they went through and what they felt. I, I don't see how David knew the things that he writing down that it makes it so plain about the crucifixion of Christ. I, I don't know how David could have understood what he was writing, but he was writing what God was giving it to him. You and I today, oh, how wonderful to be to sit down and talk to them and find but first of all, before that, I want to be able to go and see Christ, the one that died for me. I like to sit down and talk to you over oh, a long, long time just to find out why did he love me so? What could I have ever done that deserved what a price he paid for me? You and I today, we need to realize. This life is not worth living if we don't have God in it. And with Him, we can make it. And I hope and pray that each and every one of you here today that you will set your mind and your heart to live for God no matter what. Because Paul did, and you'll find most of the people in the Bible 
that you're reading about that was men of God, they all did. As we were studying about in Sunday school, Solomon was a very wise man, but he ended up doing awful foolish things. And there's no record that he ever made it right and got back to where he should have been with God. While we get some verse of a song to sing, I beg you, if your heart's not right, or if you're not totally surrendered unto God, you've been sort of reserved, holding back, rather than giving in and being obedient unto God, I beg you, don't continue to do that because you have no promise of tomorrow. And if you're being disobedient unto God, the Bible will teach you you're not going to go to heaven. To know to do good and do it not, to him it is sin. And he said no sin's going into that holy city. So you know to be obedient unto God is doing good. And if you're not doing that, then you're sinning. Because disobedience is sin. And I beg you, while we sing, verse of a song, will you come? Each and every one of us, we need to look at our life and see how blessed we are and what little bit God has asked of us compared to the men in the Bible, what that they paid, that we might even have the word of God that we've got today. You know, here, I don't know, it don't tell us what words of Christ that they would speak to these people might have been the whole plan of salvation that they would lay it out to them but it was enough it reached their heart you and I today please I beg you be faithful in what God's calling you to do because if you're not you're going to find at the end of your life you'll wish that you had a been Anyone got a word, anything on your heart, real quick before we close?